Look, I know putting this on no sleep looks like a regular story. This is quite literally the only website I'm able to open. And even the submit page is still loading. So I'm not sure what is happening here will even reach you. It's currently 12pm here in Dominican Republic. And as I'm writing this, my wife's by my side, crying and begging me to get the fuck to the airport and get away from this hellhole before something else happens. I'm typing as I have the hardest time thinking straight right now. So forgive all the mistakes you'll see. I have no time for that shit. I may be crazy. I don't know. You tell me if I'm exaggerating. Wife just told me to ask her if anyone reading this is in Punta Cana and willing to take us to the airport. We're in Bavaro Princess Resort. We arrived here yesterday evening. We love all-inclusive resorts, have done many, and all we wanted was another uneventful vacation. I think I may have fucked this up somehow. Long story short, at the check-in, I asked the receptionist if he could upgrade our room to one with the beach view. He said no, but the couple at the counter next to us got their upgrade, so I asked him why he couldn't do the same for us. I may have been a little rude, I'll admit that. He responded with, sorry, no upgrades. I wasn't going to fight, shit. I was in paradise on vacation. I wasn't planning on spending much time inside the room anyways. But, as he handed us our keys and we started walking away, I heard him mumble, Americans, under his breath. Now, I'm not American, but this shit did piss me off. Excuse me? I asked as I walked back. Americans? Dude, you only got a job because of American tourists. How about being grateful? He looked at me with rage in his eyes. I guess he has to deal with all kinds of assholes, but I wasn't giving him much of a hard time, so I was puzzled as to why he'd act this way. I expected him to blow up on me, as he looked like he hated me with every molecule in his body. However, he just started smiling. I apologize, sir. You're absolutely right. Long day at work. Please accept my apologies and allow me to look for a better room. I was still a bit aggravated, but hey, dude apologized and there was no reason to get him in trouble. Oh, here. I found the VIP suite for you. Free of charge upgrade. He handed me a new set of keys and called for the bag boys to come. No need. We only have one bag. Oh, no. Hotel rules, please. He said as he started speaking to the bag boys in Spanish. He seemed to argue for a little while. One of the guys even looking at me while talking to the receptionist. But I didn't really care. I just wanted to get my hands on some cold beer and enjoy the rest of the night. After 30 or so seconds of them visibly arguing, one of the guys came up to me. Sir, if you'll please follow us. Walking into our room complex, you could tell it was different than your standard building. It was a set of maybe 9 to 10 rooms lined up in a U-shape right by the ocean. I just found it. This is what it looks like on Google Earth. Our building is the one on the top right next to the ocean. The first thing I thought was strange, but I ignorantly wrote it off as a cultural thing, was the way the two bag boys behaved once we walked up to the building. Follow me, please. The first guy said as he took the lead. The second guy walked behind us. The first bag boy would turn on a light ahead in the hallway, while the guy behind us turned the one we just passed off. I thought that was somewhat weird as it was already dark, but I assumed it was their way of, I don't know, preserving electricity. 
It just felt off walking through the hallway, one light at a time, with the bolts behind us being turned off one by one. This is your room, sir, he said as they opened the door. I dug into my back to grab a $5 bill, but was surprised to see the two of them already walking away. Hey guys, your tip, I yelled. I know those guys don't make much, and something as little as $5 can make their day. They looked at each other, exchanged a few words, and reluctantly walked back. This was all definitely strange, but man, I was a Dominican on vacation. I refused to be engaged into anything that didn't involve drinking. Thank you, sir, the guy said almost nervously as I handed him the bill. And sir, he continued, hey, we have to go. The second man grabbed his arm. Sorry, a lot of work, not time for chat, sorry. I watched them walk away the same way we came in, turning a light ahead on and a light behind off. Soon, we stood in a dark hallway. Well, that was weird, I said as we walked into our beautiful room. Wife and I spent the evening trying out different cocktails at the main bar. Life was good, man. I'll admit we got tipsy to say at least. Walking back to our room, as we passed the pool by our building, we heard loud laughing. Are there people having a party there? Let's check, Trish said as she pulled me. When we walked up to the pool, we saw only one person. It looked like an oldish lady standing by the microphone which I assumed was used for pool parties. She was just laughing into a mic. No words, just laughing. There was definitely nobody around her. Only light at the pool was directed at her. Rest of it was dark, almost as if she were on a stage or something. Trish and I looked at each other and chuckled. I guess some people just can't handle their alcohol. As we walked away, the old lady kept laughing. That laughed following us down the path, her never saying a word. Fun times. When we got to our building, it was completely dark again. Man, this can't possibly be about saving electricity, I mumbled. Look, the building down the road has all of its lights on. Oh well, we turned on all the lights in the hallways. Screw that creepy on and off shit. As we laid down in our bed, I noticed the clock was stuck at 1am. This was strange considering it was a digital clock, but I couldn't be bothered to care. It took about 10 minutes for us to pass out. Alcohol and traveling will do that, I suppose. I woke up around 3am. I know because I looked at my phone. Room clock was still stuck at 1am. I always wake up when I drink. Dehydration, I think. I noticed my wife wasn't in bed. Then, I heard her crying in front of our room door. What the fuck? I thought. Did Trish get that drunk? I opened the door, but there was nobody outside. All lights were off. I turned them on, looking for my wife through the hallway. I even walked around the whole building. No dice. When I walked back to our room, puzzled more than anything, I found Trish sitting on the bed. Who are you talking to? She asked me. Huh? I was looking for you. You're drunk. (laughs) I can't believe you became such a lightweight. She said as she laid back down. I heard you talking to someone outside for the last five minutes. You guys woke me up. I wanted to know what in the world my wife was saying. But really, it was 3am and we were drinking so I figured it was a combination of those that made us hear things. I laid back in bed and started dozing off. Then, I heard a soft knock on the door. 
Nah, hearing shit again. I thought as I rolled over. I then heard crying at the door. I sat up. Okay, I wasn't imagining this. I could hear it again, and I was sober by now. Trish, wake up, Trish. I shook my wife. What? Why won't you let me sleep? Can you hear that? What? Listen. She sat up and we listened. For a few seconds, everything was perfectly silent. As she looked at me with irritated expression, soft cries broke under our door again. Trisha's eyes widened. What is that? She asked, obviously scared. I don't know. I'll look. I quietly got up and walked to the door. I looked through the peephole. But all lights were off again. Fuck it. I'll open the door. In front of me stood a little girl. Maybe 10. I don't know. 11 years old. Crying and looking at the ground. Hey there. What's wrong? Hey. Hey. Asked as I squatted down. Trish. Come here. There's a little girl at the door. The girl just stood. Crying and not looking at me. She was in her bathing suit and had a floaty thing, only in her right arm only. So I assumed she got lost at the pool, probably a while ago. Did you get lost? I asked as I tried to have her look at me. Trish, turn the lights in the hallway on, would you? Don't cry, honey. We'll find your parents, okay? Why don't you come into our room? The kids started walking in, still not looking at me and still crying. Babe, I heard my wife say. Babe, hold on, she's coming in, I says I watched the child walk in. Babe, I looked back. Trish ran by me, revealing a fully lit hallway. At the door of every room in our building stood people. Man, woman, children, families. They all stood at their doors, looking at us, all smiling. Not creepy smiles, but just, I don't know, regular smiles. What the fuck? I whispered as I took a step back, bumping into Trish. What is going on here? Oh no, oh no, close the door, close the door please. Trish begged, squeezing my hand to the point of pain. I slammed the door shut as the goosebumps overtook my body. What was that? Were they just standing in the dark there? I mustered to ask as I turned towards Trish. I don't know, can we call someone? Front desk, someone? That wasn't normal, right? Trish kept firing at me, not letting go of my hand. Then we heard coughing. The little girl. We both turned to our bedroom. In the middle of it, facing us but still looking down, stood the child. Hey there, hey, hey. Are you alright? As I took a step towards her. She must have been terrified. She was still sobbing, but then she looked up at me, stopping me in my tracks. Are you are you okay? Are your parents outside? I asked from what I thought was a safe distance. The kid was still crying, but then she started coughing more and more. I could see the pain in her eyes. I wanted to help. I did, but something in my mind was telling me not to. That and my wife not letting go of my hand. Coughing got worse and worse. Don't go close. Trish begged me from behind me. Help me. Child mumbled in the quietest voice as she raised her hand towards me. And a second later, she started vomiting. She held her belly with one hand, (coughs) other pointing at me. And she vomited and vomited on her bedroom floor. 
I've never seen a human puke that much, let alone a kid. We stepped back, terrified. Funny how something like this can sober you right the fuck up. She finally stopped and looked back at me. She was now smiling. Get her out. Please, babe, please. Trish pulled me back. I opened the door. Get the fuck out, I yelled. Out! She gave me another smile and started running right at me. I pushed my wife to the side a second before the girl ran by us. Applause broke through the hallway. All of the people still stood at their front steps, applauding as a child ran through the hall, holding her belly with one hand, others still pointing ahead. They were all looking at us, laughing and clapping. I slammed the door and immediately looked through the peephole. One by one, people went back inside their rooms. It was strange as fuck. They stepped into their rooms backwards, like they were drawn back in. I don't know. As the doors closed behind them, lights in the hallway almost automatically shut off. What in the world was that? I cursed as I turned to Trish. In all this horror, I didn't even notice how terrified my wife was. Babe, babe, let's get out of here, please. She begged as she pulled me away from the door. Where can we go? It's, it's the middle of the night. Let's call someone something, please, please, she cried. I picked up the phone and dialed the front desk. Yes, sir, how can we help you? They answered almost immediately. Yes, listen, so- something is wrong with our building. There was a kid crying, puking in our room, and everyone at their doors in the middle of the night, and I don't know, just something's wrong here. I see, they said in the most calmest voice, as if this were a normal call. I can see that you are in our beach VIP building, yes? Yes, I think so. Can you send someone down here, please? Not until the morning, sorry, sir. Listen, something's going on here. I need, I'm telling you, these people aren't right. Silence. Hello? Are you still there? No answer. Jesus! I slammed the phone down. They aren't coming, are they? Trish asked. We spent about an hour talking, talking and listening for any outside sounds. Logically, we couldn't figure out what had happened out there. That wasn't right, or or am I crazy? I mean, it was 3am, and everyone was standing at their doorsteps in the dark, smiling not reacting to anything, and then clapping when a sick girl ran through the hallway. I don't know, man. And the girl wasn't normal either. It was bizarre more than anything, you know? Trish finally started falling asleep around 5.30am, exhausted from crying. I couldn't. It was still dark outside. Around 6am, I got up to go to the bathroom. When I got back, I found my wife in the corner of the room, looking petrified. Don't hurt me, please, she said to me. Babe, look, look, it's me, it's me, I said semi-calmly as I walked towards her. Stop, 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 she tried crawling back even farther into the corner. Baby, it's me, it's your husband, you had a bad dream, she calmed down. What were you doing in the closet, Trish asked, wiping her tears. Huh, I was in the bathroom. No, you were in the closet, I swear. She said as she walked by me. She opened the closet door. Look, she whispered, stepping back from the closet. I walked up to it. On the closet floor laid a thick rope. It was tied in a hangman's knot. Jesus Christ, someone's really fucking with us. I grabbed the phone and dialed the front desk again. No answer. 
Fuck this. Fuck it. Let's go. I grabbed Trish and pulled her to the door. As I opened it, she screamed. At the door stood the same little girl, vomit still over her bathing suit and around her mouth. She was still holding her belly while pointing at us, and she was smiling again. Lights in the hallway came on one by one, revealing everyone at their front steps, looking at us. What the fuck do you want? I screamed with anger, fear, but mostly frustration. What the fuck is wrong with you all? The girl raised her right hand above her head. She squeezed her fist and tilted her head, mimicking a hanging. Laughter broke through the hallway, and then everyone else, one by one, started doing the same hanging gesture sticking their tongues out, then laughing again. I nearly tripped over my wife as I stepped back and slammed the door. We can't leave. Not right now. I grabbed Trish, my heart pumping with adrenaline. We have to wait until the morning. We sat on the bed, her crying and me having an eternal monologue on what the fuck is going on. So here we are. This all happened a few hours ago. It is now 1.03 p.m., Fuck, I just noticed the clock started working, if that matters. Looking through the peephole, I see nobody outside. We're getting ready to run out of here. No real plan yet. I know that we'll go to the front desk and see what in the fuck is happening. We'll probably leave. I'm just not sure yet. Waste $3,000 over some assholes probably just fucking with us. One thing I do know, we're not spending another night in this fucking room. Here's an update. A Redditor who lives two hours from the resort reached out to me and got us. We're at his place for the night and had a flight back in the morning. Jesus.